What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. Law enforcement in this country kills approximately 1,200 people every single year. And yet the names of many are never said or known except to their families and friends. What's more, law enforcement agencies and other state actors harm our community in a myriad of ways that also go unnoticed, untalked about, like profiling, sexually assaulting, and wrongfully incarcerating our folks. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law & Disorder, we are going to do a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment will serve to expose, agitate, and build resistance. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of August 22nd, 2022. In keeping with her anti-progress agenda, appointed San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins removed the attorney prosecuting former police officer Christopher Samaya for the shooting death of unarmed civilian Keita O'Neill. O'Neill, 42, died after former officer... Chris Samoya shot him during a police chase in the city's Bayview district on December 1st, 2017. The announcement came in the form of an all-staff memo from Jenkins obtained by Mission Local. Assistant DA James Conger was the last remaining prosecutor hired by ousted DA Chessa Boudin in the Independent Investigations Bureau of the District Attorney's Office. That unit investigates, or used to investigate, police shootings, and most police misconduct cases that may warrant criminal prosecution. Source, Mission Local. Two white Utah officers are under fire for refusing to administer aid to a black man while he bled in an apartment elevator after allegedly being stabbed by his girlfriend. Clips from body camera footage released uh, by Fox 13 show Ryan Outlaw, 39, in the fetal position, rocking back and forth in pain from a knife wound in his chest. However, Salt Lake police officers Ian Anderson and Jada Brown told the man to crawl out of the elevator and stood over him for eight minutes without providing first aid. Outlaw had already waited over 20 minutes for the department to send help. He died at the hospital less than two hours after police arrived. When the officers were confronted by tenants in the apartment complex, one responded, What am I supposed to do? We have medical coming." But to be clear, folks, what they were supposed to do was render medical aid, which is literally a part of the training. Source, Atlanta Star. The city of Benicia was sued late last year by the daughter of a homeless man who was hit by a speeding police cruiser and killed while he was crossing the street early in the morning in November of 2020, according to records obtained by the Vallejo Sun. The lawsuit alleges that Officer James Franklin had no lawful reason to be traveling over 60 miles an hour in a 35-mile-per-hour zone at 2 a.m. on November 11th, as he was not dispatched to a call, was not on his way to a call, and was not authorized to be driving in excess of the speed limit. Franklin struck 48-year-old Scott Hamers while he was crossing the street. Source, Vallejo Sun. Privacy rights advocates told a state appeals court that San Francisco police illegally used a network of private surveillance cameras to track demonstrators during eight days of Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. A 2019 city ordinance requires the police or any other city agency to obtain approval from the Board of Supervisors before using the surveillance company. But as per usual, SFPD not only ignored the ordinance, but, you know, act now, ask for forgiveness later. 
The public defender says San Francisco police caused a chaotic shootout after needlessly stopping a man living with mental health issues. Corvera, a Latino man whose English proficiency is limited, was experiencing mental health difficulties and was carrying a prop gun that only shot blanks. Officers attempted to stop him on the morning of August 6th in the mission after he was seen riding a bicycle while pushing another one with his hand. Real dangerous behavior there. This unnecessary police stop instigated and escalated the situation which endangered the public, Mr. Covera and members of the SFPD, Deputy Public Defender Alex Horner said in a statement. Horner said that Covera has not been charged with any theft, but remains traumatized and detained. Horner previously alleged in court that SFPD had been accidentally firing live rounds at each other. The public defender said that they got this information from police reports of the incident. Source, the SF Standard. Police have, quote, terrorized, end quote, black residents in a small Mississippi town by subjecting them to false arrests, excessive force, and intimidation, according to a federal lawsuit filed by civil rights organization Julian. Julian is seeking a temporary restraining order against the Lexington Police Department to demand protection for the town's largely black population. Lexington is about 63 miles north of the capital city of Jackson. The lawsuit comes after Julian said it obtained an audio recording in July of then-Lexington Police Chief Sam Dobbins using racial slurs and talking about how many people he had killed in the line of duty. Source, AP News. A special prosecutor has said that a white Atlanta police officer who fatally shot a black man outside a fast food restaurant in 2020 was, quote, objectively reasonable, end quote, and using deadly force. In June 2020, Officer Garrett Wolf shot Rayshard Brooks in the back while he was running away from police. Source, Reuters. Two Indiana officers were suspended after a stunning courtroom revelation that police thought a potential town council candidate was anti-police and arrested him. During a July 19th hearing, Franklin County Prosecutor Chris Hauerkamp dropped charges against the candidate that included drug possession after an officer and witness recounted how Brookville police talked about him. Howard Camp, who also did not pursue a rape charge police had investigated, said he was, quote, disturbed beyond words, end quote, by the alleged police uh, conduct and reported the incident to the Indiana State Police, which launched a criminal investigation. Brookville Police Chief Terry Mitchum and the investigating officer Ryan Geyser were suspended, with pay of course, from the nine-person force Thursday by the town's council, which ordered them to stay away from other officers in town property. The candidate has said he decided not to run in the primary race for the town council after the arrest rocked his hometown of 2,500 people and consumed his life. This controversy comes after Brookville police have not worn body cameras, which the town council could require. Howard Camp says they are the only full-time agency in the jurisdiction without any recording devices. Source, the Washington Post. Just a quick note about body cams, right? They are not the be-all end-all. They actually have not proven to do a very good job of holding police accountable. And the thing to remember about them is that they show the perspective of the officer, not whoever the officer is engaging at the time. This has been the State Tower Roundup for the week of August 22nd. And our soundtrack for the State Terror Roundup was provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 90s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.com. 
org. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about our topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis. That's D-I-S. And subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. 